Welcome to Authentic Life Podcast with Grace Henderson. You know, as we enter into this Thanksgiving week, many of us are gearing up for this glorious feast with a company of family and friends. It is a time when we we not only express gratitude, but also engage in thanks living, sharing uplifting stories of God's faithfulness and goodness. I want to extend my heartfelt appreciation to all of the subscribers and listeners who have constantly entrusted me week after week to to pour in inspiring messages designed to empower you, equip you, and give you encouragement. Let's go deeper and go wider and higher in fulfilling the plan of God. You see, your support allows me to deliver messages that inspire and strengthen your faith and, and, and transform lives from the inside out. You know, my gratitude extends to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob for providing a remarkable platform to share the gospel of Christ, both near and far. You see, while this may not be a traditional Thanksgiving message, but it reminds us that we should continue echoing our thanksgiving towards God, acknowledging his, his blessings, whether they're big or small. And so in this week's episode, we're going to focus on empowering your life and embracing God's model. You see, we all ex- examine the idea of living with the dominion by adopting the servant's leadership model, exemplify Christ. You see, we're going to dive into this significance of this essential lifestyle, particularly if we inspire to perfect as a modern-day Christ disciple. Let me ask you a question. How do your model of Christ look? To others. You know, most of us would say, yeah, mine's look real good. But really, how do it look? Have you inquired of God, how am I demonstrating, displaying the model of Christ? You see, life is a journey filled with twists and turns and challenges and victories. It is a journey that we navigate with different roles and, and responsibilities and, and relationships. And in the midst of all of it, there is a, a ageless model of empowering and, and purpose. And is in Christ. You see, in the world that it often glorifies self-promotion and self-gain and, and the idea of servanthood might seem unimaginable. But however, Christ's life exemplifies the notion of the true power comes from humility and service. He didn't position let me say it like that. He didn't seek positions 
of authority or wealth. Instead, he focused on serving the this regardless of those who, who were downtrodden or whether that they had anything to offer, he served them with love. He didn't serve them with the mindset, what am I gain from this? You see, Jesus' model of servanthood isn't about weakness or passive. Instead, it's about us using. Let me back it up. It was about him using his power to influence on uplifting others. You see, he healed the sick. He fed the hungry. He comforted the grieved. He challenged the injustice. And he became the voice for the voiceless. You see, one of the greatest illustrations of servanthood is found in the life and the ministry of our Messiah. You see, being an effective servant of Christ, it will require us to demonstrate his character and it doesn't it doesn't mean that we should abandon our our ambition inspiration or inspiration see Christ wasn't suggesting that that we should aim to for weakness or settle for less than our full potential but rather he shows us that the true fulfillment and success come from serving others and not focusing on me, 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 but serving others. On this Thanksgiving week, what are you going to do? Are you going to serve others? Or are you going to come to be served? Come to be served. In that place that you're just desperate and hungry to fulfill what you desire to get and not being a model of Christ that you serve others. That you, you're so desperate and you're so hungry to please God. You're so hungry to do the will of the Lord and to walk in the strength of the Lord. Or are you maybe like Judas to see what you can get? See what you can get. You know, First Peter the fourth chapter, verse 10, it tells us very clearly. Just as each one of us, of you, have received a special gift, a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given by God, implore it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God multifaceted, Grace faithfully 
used to dive the diverse and various gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. Now think about that for a moment. How can you serve? You see, being an effective servant of Christ, it requires us to demonstrate his character. And this does not mean that, again, that we are not going to abandon or become MIA to, to, to the fact of laying down our ambition, our dreams, our goals. You may say, Apostle, how do I apply that? Being uh, applied, being Christ's model of servanthood in my life. You see, it starts with shifting in the perspective. Instead of seeing ourselves as the center of the world, we need to recognize that we are a part of something much larger. We have a responsibility to to care for others, and to use our gifts to make a positive impact. So it also means that we have to act upon. We're not just sitting back and waiting for the opportunity to be served. We need to be active, seek out ways to help others, whether it is if that small thing or that huge thing, or, or just be in the hands and the feet of Jesus where he needs you the most in this hour. You see, as we embrace servanthood, we will find that, that it challenges our comfort zone. It forces us to, to confront our own bias and prejudice. However, it is through the challenges that we can grow and become the best version of ourselves. In other words, when we show up, there is the betterment of us showing up. Not coming and giving God a service of crumbs. Just getting a, doing enough to get by. You see, dominating your life through Christ's model of servant isn't about achieving fame and fortune. It's about us making a difference in the world and living a life of purpose and meaning. It's about using our gifts to serve others and leave the world better place than we found it. You see, we often hear the term of servant leader. Or leadership. But how can we practically integrate this concept into our life? How do we walk in the footsteps of Christ who washed the feet of his disciples and simplify humanity in leadership? You see, our goal, let me say it like this, our journey today, it will take us through the profound wisdom found in the scriptures that explore that the scripture promises that illuminate Christ's teaching on service, on love, and empowerment. And so we can implement this in our lives. 
we can walk out in this and leave fragments or perhaps treasures that others can illuminate and bring in the light of what he will. Your life is designed to be a model of Christ. It is a design to bring the life of God on the scene. In the midst of all that is going on and all that others may have told you would happen. In other words, we, we can know with following the principles of God that we can walk out in the light. We can please God with all of our might and we could be determined that not only that I'm going to be a model of Christ, I'm going to lay a pattern out for others to follow and the, all the glory will go to the King of Kings. The glory will not come to us. You know, in John the 13th chapter, Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. Now think about this. In this story, Jesus is aware of his, his impeding, in other words, that there is a betrayal coming and there is a crucifixion coming. And he takes on the role of a servant. In spite of being consecrated teacher and leader, the Son of God, he humbled, he humbly performed a task is reserved for the lowest servant, the washing of the feet. You see, there is a significant of this prophetic in event. Number one, humility and service. Jesus, the Son of God, he scoops down to, to perform an act of humility and service. This action challenged society normally, but it underscored the principle of being a servant leadership. The second thing it tells us, it's setting of an example. You see, Jesus tells us in John 13, the 15th chapter, I have set in an example that you should do as I have done for you. He's not merely performing a symbolic act, but also activating Instructions to his disciples to follow his lead in serving others with humility. The third thing is the love in action. You see, Jesus, he, he emphasized the connection between love and service. In verse 34 in, that, in the 13th chapter of John, he tells us a new commandment. I give you, love one another as I have loved you. And so you must love one another. Love is not tearing down your brother. 
Love is not being unjust and, and being bitter. You see, watching the disciples' feet become a tangible expression of the sacrificial love that he, 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 he expected us to, to function. Whether our emotions get jacked off or shoot up to the stars. This new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you. So you love one another. You see, this is an essence of, of Christ's model. Selfless service, humility, and a call to love one another. It challenges us to examine our attitude towards leadership and towards the brethren, towards our service. It also encourages us to, to emulate Christ's example, example in our relationships and interaction with others. You see, because the love of God is not based on how I feel. It's not based on what somebody's done to me or whether they deserve it. It's unselfishly giving this love to others. You see, as we navigate the difficulties in our personal and our professional sphere, it's easy to lose sight of the profound impact that we have by embracing the Christ model. You see, this episode is a is, is a reminder of the authentic empowerment stems, stems from a, a place of authenticness and kindness and gentle, and, and gentleness and, and genuine desire to make a, a positive difference. In other words, impacting the lives that we connect with. Impacting the lives of those you may not know. Those that that you may not even like, but you pour love on as Christ has poured love on you. As he poured love on us, when we were jacked up, messed up, and act up, his love was right there. His love was there doing wonders. And causing the wonders of the Lord to come. So whether you are facing challenges. Seeking personal growth. Or simply looking for encouragement. You're in the right place. I come to tell you today. Maybe the pressures of the holiday and all of the cooking and all of the going out to the grocery store or whatever it may be. Or maybe in some people in your family or friends, they just rub you the wrong way, but they are going to be at that table celebrating a feast of thanksgiving towards God and among one another. 
Be determined today, you're going to shame the devil and you're going to pour love over them. Maybe last year they talked about your food and said, oh, that was some nasty stuff. You said, oh my God, I don't wish that. I hope they don't have that again. Shame the devil and pour love on them. Pour love on I want to thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. It's crafted to, to equip you with profound kingdom truths and ignite a passion to endeavor, go deeper, go reach wider and soar higher in fulfilling God's purpose for your life. If you have not subscribed yet, please do so. And don't hesitate to, to share this podcast with your friends and family. Feel free to drop a comment or share a, a prayer request. We love to pray with you. We believe in miracles. And I want you to know your engagement is valuable. So don't forget. Hit that subscribe button so you can get notifications when these podcasts come out. You see, our goal here is to depopulate hell and overpopulate heaven intentionally. Fill the entire earth with his glory. Until the next time, have an amazing Thanksgiving celebration. Just let the light, the love of God overflow in the atmosphere in such a way it'll stir up hearts to be desperate and hungry for more God. Love you all. God bless you. Be amazing and make a blessing to you and your family. Let's get ready. To celebrate this Thanksgiving week in such a way, leaving marks that can't be erased because of the goodness of God and because we provoke the glory of God. Shalom, shalom.